Welcome to A Word on Wealth, a Stevens Wealth Management Group podcast focused on topics of interest to business owners, as well as couples and individuals on the glide path to or in early retirement. We discuss topics of interest to you and hope to bring clarity to financial concepts and strategies that impact you in your everyday life. Without further ado, here is today's host. Hello, I'm Jill Carr, a wealth advisor with the firm. And today I'm speaking with Marianne White, who is one of our senior client relationship associates and also our 401k program manager for the firm. Welcome, Marianne. Thank you, Jill. Thanks for having me. Yes. Today we are talking about a very exciting topic. 401ks. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's favorite subject. At the end of March 2022, the House passed a bill called the Securing a Strong Retirement Act, H.R. 2954, which is being referred to as the Secure Act 2.0. The Secure Act was a law that was passed in 2019, which made some changes to 401k plans and IRAs. The ability for Americans to retire in this country is, quite frankly, becoming a struggle. So Congress is trying to take some action to help Americans make it slightly easier to retire. This bill that the House just passed does have bipartisan support, and the Senate is working on two similar bills. Why would Congress even bother to do this? Well, some of the changes have been to increase the Roth provisions in retirement, which Congress loves because it brings in tax revenue. We are going to discuss today some of the potential changes in this act that we wanted people to be aware of. But it is important to note that this is not a final law yet and does need to be passed by the Senate, which may make some modifications to the bill. Marianne, one of the highlights of the bill is that it would require employers to automatically enroll eligible workers in a 401k at 3% of their salary, which would increase annually until you reach 10%. Can employees change this? Oh, yes, absolutely. So this is just a, a great way to get momentum into starting to uh, save for retirement. A lot of times, People don't know where to start, so this just gets them into the plan automatically at 3%, but they could always opt out. Marian, one of the other changes that the bill makes is to change how much people can contribute as they approach retirement. Can you speak about what the contribution is now for that catch-up and how this would change? Yes, absolutely. So currently, employees can contribute $20,500 into their 401k, and at age 50, they can add an additional $6,500 towards a catch-up contribution. This bill would change it so that at age 62, this would increase the catch-up to $10,000. Right now, an employee at age 50 could contribute $27,000 into their account, and the bill would change that so at age 62, they would contribute $30,500. Okay. So they're basically giving you the opportunity to contribute some more money as you approach those years of retirement. Right. And I think that's fantastic. I think the more you can put into the 401k, reduce your taxable income now, it's a great, it's a great feature to have. Absolutely. We are always in favor of saving more. <laughs> Uh, this bill also makes some suggested changes to the student loan program. Can you explain what that change is going to be? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, 
This would allow employers to match student loan payments and contributions to retirement. So if someone has big loans and they can't afford to contribute so much to their 401k, then they could make those payments to their student loans and the employer could contribute the matching amount to their 401k. Yeah, that would be a great thing for people who have large loans and still be able to contribute to retirement. Absolutely. I know this is a big discussion point when we go into group education meetings that, you know, I know employers want to contribute or employees want to contribute to their 401ks, but there are those uh, student loans that, that seem to impact that. Definitely. So currently when an employer matches contributions or gives any kind of employer contribution, like a profit sharing contribution, the contribution type is always considered pre-tax. Right. So I understand that the SECURE Act 2.0 makes some changes. Can you talk about what that would be? Yes. So in this case, employees can elect to treat some or all of those employer matching contributions as Roth. And that's exciting. I think that that's something people will really want to take advantage of. So let's take a step back and talk about the difference between Roth and pre-tax contribution. Essentially, the difference is how the taxes are treated when you make the contribution and when you take a withdrawal from that account. Pre-tax contributions, you get a deduction from taxable income in the year that you make the contribution. So you get that income excluded from your tax return in the year that you make the contribution. It grows, tax deferred. And then when you go to withdraw money from that account, you are taxed on the distribution as ordinary income. With Roth, it's just the opposite. You don't get a deduction in the year of contribution, but when you go to take money out as a distribution when you are retired, then you don't have to pay taxes on it. The difference is really, are you paying taxes on that money when you contribute or take the money out? And that's how you have to kind of figure what your tax situation will be when you make the contribution or when you're withdrawing and a qualified advisor can help you figure that out. Right. Perfect. Recently, one of the advisors in our office met with a client who had wanted to roll over a former 401k that she hadn't even thought about in 20 years. Maybe she forgot about it. Sometimes people move and they lose track of where their accounts are. This new bill, the Secure Act 2.0, would provide a provision for help with these lost plan accounts. Marianne, can you shed some light on kind of what this is? Yes. So this would create a national database for Americans to reclaim lost accounts. And it's it's just, a I think, a fantastic solution. It'll help employers out when they can't find the employees. And it'll also help employees who, like you said, with this example, maybe lost track 20 years ago over savings that's just been accumulating and, and they had no way to track it down. So this is fantastic. Right. Are there any changes on the 403B side of things? Yes. So several of these changes that apply to 401ks also apply to 403Bs and some 457 plans. There are also changes in hardship withdrawals for 403Bs to align them more with what 401k plans have in place already. And this law would also allow 403Bs to invest in collective investment trusts, which can be lower cost investment options. Great. In addition to this SECURE Act 2.0, there was another bill that was introduced in the Senate in early April 
that was bipartisan, brought by both a Republican and Democrat senator that wanted to expand retirement savings. And they called theirs the Starter K Act of 2022. Can you talk about what this act would do? Absolutely. So this would create starter retirement plans that simplify the regulations and lower costs for small businesses and startups, basically 50 or fewer employees. And this would create a more access to workplace retirement plans, employees would be automatically enrolled. And as we discussed in our 401k education presentations, only about 50% of Americans actually have access to retirement plans through their employer. This would go a long way to increasing that and helping small businesses. Absolutely. There's uh, one last provision I wanted to mention that the Secure Act 2.0 would also allow employers to offer some small financial incentive to encourage participation, much like when you go to a bank and they offer you $50 to open a checking account and start saving. This act would allow employers to offer some small reward to employees to encourage participation. We wanted to again point out that the bill has only passed by the House, but there was significant bipartisan support. This provisions for the bill may be modified as it makes its way through the Senate, but there are some really good things in here that hopefully will come to law. Marianne, thank you so much for your time and your answers. Thank you for having me, Jill. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this content, please share it with your friends and colleagues. And for more tools and resources on how to think about and make smart financial decisions, or to learn more about our financial advisors, please go to stevenswmg.com. That is S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-W-M-G.com. This show is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment, tax, legal, or other decisions.